0: Visit carp.ca.
2: Good afternoon and welcome to the Zoomer Week in Review, all things Zoomer worldwide. I'm Libby Snymer. Finally, it's officially spring, a time for renewal. What better place to start than with the largest organ on your body, your skin? We speak with dermatologist Dr. Sandy scott Nicky about why we need a skincare diet and... A sure rite of spring is the perennial spring cleaning. But who likes to clean? It can be overwhelming and not very much fun. We hear from a cleaning guru who shares some tips to make it easy. But first, here are your Zoomer headlines from around the world. Child advocates are sounding the alarm in the face of statistics that show a 30% increase in the number of children being raised by grandparents. The opioid crisis is a real factor, and there's concern that there aren't reliable statistics about the number of kids winding up in alternate care because of overdose deaths and neglect. BC's child advocate says the situation is creating financial problems for grandparents on fixed income, who may also find their hands tied when it comes to major decisions unless they apply to become legal guardians. The figures are from 2001 to 2016. A new study suggests the best way to avoid getting a cold or the flu while flying is to sit by the window and stay put until you land. Health experts have been warning us for years about the risks of catching germs on planes. Researchers found that the 11 people sitting closest to a person with a cold or flu are at the highest risk. The article is published in the journal Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. There may be another reason for men to take Viagra. American researchers say the little blue pill could significantly reduce the risk of colorectal cancers. A daily dose of the erectile dysfunction pill was found to prevent potentially cancer-causing polyps from forming. The team at the Georgia Cancer Center say in clinical studies, Viagra cut the number of polyps in half. David Deutschman of Atlanta cuddles premature babies in the hospital when their parents can't be there. The 82-year-old is known as the ICU grandpa.
0: I became nicknamed by a few nurses as the baby whisperer.
2: He's comforted over 1,200 newborns. I'm Libby Zneimer and those are your Zoomer headlines from around the world. Spring is the perfect time of year to dust the cobwebs off your grooming routine, and the rewards can be more than skin deep. Dermatologist Dr. Sandy Scott Nicky wondered why there seems to be an epidemic of hypersensitive skin. The prescription in her upcoming book, Beyond Soap, is to put us on a skincare diet.
3: I really wanted to write a roadmap for patients that are having reactive skin because there's just so much confusion out there and really a lot of misinformation. What were you seeing in terms of skin problems? Well, I was just seeing an increase over 20 years. It's a constant daily event that I see patients who have had some sort of reaction to a product that they're using. What kind of reactions are they? Well, they can be minor. Like a lot of people say, oh, I can't use anything. I, everything burns. Or, you know, I've got very sensitive skin, reactive skin. I can't use this. I can't use that. Um, and, and to the extreme where somebody can't go to work because they're just covered in a rash constantly and they can't sleep. They can't function at all. Do people realize that this no. is... Co- no, no. <laughs> yeah. The most common thing is it's something I'm eating. And if I can give one, disseminate one information in this, this uh, interview and hopefully from the book, is that there's different kinds of allergy. There's an allergy to things you eat and inhale, which is different than to things that touch you. And the things that you eat and inhale can give you something called hives, which are like welts, you know, like red, raised, itchy things. And and in the extreme case, swelling, lips, and death, right? You, could, you can die from like a peanut or a shellfish. Um, and then things that are in the air, like ragweed and things, they'll give you runny noses and itchy eyes, but they don't give you a itchy rash that covers your body or covers your face. It's not food related. So when people don't think that it's something they're putting on their skin, they don't get better because they don't... Change it. Or the knee jerk response is I've got a rash. It's something synthetic. I'm going to go natural. And my response to that is poison ivy is natural. Plants give rashes. The toxicity, allergenicity, disconnect is something else I wanted to talk about in the book because there's a, a conception that if I have a rash or I have a reaction, it must be because of something synthetic or bad. And both of them can cause it. The same
2: thing exists in people's minds about medications or supplements. They think if it's natural, Mm -hmm. it's good and it can't harm me. And uh, that's so
3: wrong. I know. I think the pendulum is starting to swing back a bit more. People are a bit more informed and they ask questions, but they'll give you an example of, um, you know, a patient I just saw yesterday. She has a recalcitrant chronic facial rash. And she says, you know, I've seen a bunch of doctors. I've seen dermatologists. They tell me to. I've stopped my face wash. I don't even use anything. I use coconut oil on my face, but I still have a rash. So it must be something I'm eating. I go, did you consider your shampoo? Well, why would a shampoo cause a rash on my face? Because it washes over your face, right? Like shampoo is a hidden sort of epidemic product that causes reactions in my mind. And I talk a lot about it in my book because shampoos usually have anywhere north of 30 ingredients. Many wow. of them are plant-based. of hair care is fragranced, and fragrance is a big allergen, and as well, I would argue, more an irritant. Okay, so what should we look for when we're buying a shampoo? Something with less ingredients? There is no best. It's about what's best for you. And some people can use fragrance shampoos with no problem. What about soap then? Soap is a very complex thing. And I I still don't even know if I understand it completely after two years of researching it. But the old-fashioned soap is just really, really harsh for the skin. It's actually been labeled as the most damaging thing we do to our skin, because it removes your protective barrier. And cosmetic companies know this and knew this. So then over the last 70 years, soap has sort of fallen to the wayside, and there now we have synthetic detergents. So synthetic detergents are the things that you find in your you know Dove bars and your Cetaphil bars and some body washes, and um, they're less damaging to the skin. In general, don't use an old-fashioned bar of soap, which would be ivory. And some of the organic or natural bars that you'll get that if the pH is really high, if they're made with an old-fashioned soap recipe, they're incredibly damaging to your skin. The pH of the skin we now know even more than just a few years ago is so important to maintain something called our microbiome which is a really hot topic right now in medicine. So our microbiome is the um, collective bacteria, virus, fungus that lives on us and in us. And the pH has to be around a five to six on the skin to, to help maintain that microbiome. And if we alter that, especially in children, it's so imperative in the first two years of life then the skin can't develop properly, the barrier, and the immune system doesn't develop properly. You're saying
2: that instead of using all the lotions and potions that we
3: use uh, for For anti-aging, that maybe all we need is sunscreen. If we break down aging, I'll get to the sunscreen uh, question, but if we break down aging, 60% of aging is really genetics. And then the 40% after that is how much sun exposure you had, whether you smoked, Your exercise, we now know, matters. Sleeping even matters with aging. And there's a very small, small percentage in there per product. Okay, what percentage? I couldn't say, but it's not not high. So if you take all of that together, sunscreen is very important, and sun avoidance is very important for aging. And it's arguably the most important anti-aging thing you can do. It's the beginning of spring. Is there anything people should do? Differently to spring
2: clean or to get ready for the new season.
3: If you have a problem, follow the thing I'm telling you about in my book, which is eliminate everything and then. But th- the point is, is you can then introduce anything you like, uh, one at a time. You know, first of all, get rid of anything that's expired, um, and and just sort of think about a less is more approach to your skincare because you don't really need all this stuff. What you really need is to get some good sleep, exercise regularly wear your sunscreen, and don't smoke. Okay. Dr. Sandy scott Nicky, thanks so much. Thank you. It was a pleasure. That was
2: Toronto dermatologist Dr. Sandy scott Nicky. Her new book, Beyond Soap, is available to order now. I'm Libby Zneimer, and this is the Zoomer Weekend Review. Coming up, it's time to spring clean your home.
0: You're listening to the Zoomer Weekend Review, brought to you by CARP, a new vision of aging. Support CARP with your membership today. Visit carp.ca.
2: Once you've tackled personal care and cleaning, it's time to think about spring cleaning your space. Author and cleaning expert Melissa Maker says she hates cleaning, but she's discovered a technique that's helped many cope with the dreaded chore. She shares her three-step approach. The
4: thing is with spring cleaning, you know, it's one of these situations where people feel overwhelmed at the thought of spring cleaning. You know, they think, how am I going to do it? It feels like I will never have enough time to get it done. And then I'm going to spend the entire season doing the work. I do have this three-step process. The first is what I like to call figuring out your MIAs or your most important areas because when we think about spring cleaning cleaning is a big catch-all phrase but if we hone it in and really focus on what's most important to us those really important areas so maybe not the basement this year but really the baseboards need a lot of focus then maybe the baseboards are our most important areas or our MIA and we focus on that this year and maybe think about the basement for another time
2: So you're saying pick one area that doesn't get cleaned all the time as opposed to thinking of the whole house.
4: That's right. What are those MIAs, those most important areas for me? Um, And then the second step is learning and figuring out the right PTTs, or the products, tools, and techniques.
2: I'd like to talk about techniques because, I mean, I know there was a time when little kids were taught how to clean, but I don't know how to clean things properly. I mean Yeah <laughs> I, 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 frankly I don't have a lot of interest in learning
4: either. Yeah, and you know and it's really interesting you bring that up because Kids really aren't taught how to clean properly, and cleaning is a life skill. If you don't know how to clean, you know, you walk into your home, you feel overwhelmed, you can't really relax, kick back. Okay, so to those of us who, who
2: never learned, we don't know how to clean, so how right. do we learn?
4: Again, you know, when people think about cleaning, they think, oh, it's this big, giant catch-all. But what I like to do is just get it down to the basics. I don't like cleaning myself. So I figured out this quick, efficient way to do it, these methods. And that's what I share. And that's also the third step uh, of my three-step method, by the way, just figuring out these methods and going room by room and getting it done. Uh, You talk
2: about a very short express clean. (laughs) Tell me about that.
4: Yeah. So I don't want to burst the old bubble here, but the express clean is not a spring cleaning. The express clean is what you do when you're having guests come over or you just need a quick spruce up they're so easy to do and you can get them done in about depending on the space you can get them done in under 10 minutes which is really fantastic and I like it because when you walk in your eyes go to certain places the floors, surfaces so I tell you exactly what you need to do step by step it's super simple pick this up wipe here straighten there and the space looks great. And that's, again, that goes back to the fact that a lot of us don't know how to clean. And what I like to do is just give simple steps, easy products, tools, and techniques, and go for it, time yourself, you're all done.
2: What about organizing? That's also a big hurdle, and it's, it's something that uh, personally I personally have to say I start, but I can't finish in any, any yeah. kind of time limit that I have, and it ends up a bigger mess. Yeah,
4: the thing the thing is with organizing, it has to always start with decluttering and get rid of the stuff that you don't use, don't love, don't need. And then once you've done that, organizing becomes much easier and much more approachable.
2: Well, that that sounds hard, too, uh, getting rid of the stuff you don't need, don't love, yeah. don't use. Like, you have to figure out, you know, what if you lo- you're you looking at something, well, I might need this next show, Tuesday. Oh,
4: that's, that's the catch. That's the rub. That's what always gets people. And the truth is, if you haven't used it in the past three months, unless it's something like, let's say, a turkey baster and you make turkey twice a year and you know you're going to use it, it's something you can get rid of. But a great technique that I have is a little basket I call the way station. And if I haven't used it in three months and I'm sort of on the fence, I put the item in the waste station. If I need it, I go get it. And if I don't, at the next three-month period – I look at that basket and I take everything and donate it and get it out of my house. That sounds simple. It's simple and it works. And and also being mindful about what you bring into your home, what you accept, if it's a free sample, if it's something that you found on sale. Just being mindful of what you bring home also helps manage the clutter.
2: What about, are there items that you should have cleaned once a year?
4: You know, it depends on the item, but any soft surfaces, upholstery, rugs, curtains, throws, throw pillows, that kind of stuff. The thing is with soft surfaces, though, they absorb odors, pet dander, dust over time, so they can lead to that stuffy feeling in your home. So cleaning them once a year is a good idea if you can swing it.
2: What are some of the other spaces, you've mentioned baseboards, that people might not think about that are things to think about? when you spring clean?
4: Anything that's above or below eye level. So the ceiling corners, crown molding, light fixtures, window coverings, as we've talked about, you know, baseboards, of course, vents, tops of door frames, all the fine areas that no one really likes to think about where spiders and dust tend to collect. (laughs) <laughs> those are great. Uh, soft surfaces, like we said, it's a great opportunity to clean mattresses, to clean out the area underneath the bathroom sink, the medicine cabinet, the linen closet, <laughs> your kitchen appliances, kitchen cupboards, your washer and dryer. The most important thing is those MIAs are a great place to start because when you figure out exactly what you want to focus on for this year, it gives you a good to-do list and you can start with that without overwhelming yourself and be good to yourself and be easy and gentle. And truthfully, if you can't handle doing it, either bring in a friend or see if you can hire someone who can assist you with the work.
2: Okay, that's always my solution. Melissa Maker, thanks very much. Thank you. That was Melissa Maker, author of Clean My Space with some timely tips for spring cleaning. I'm Libby Zneimer, and this is the Zoomer Week in Review. Coming up, the original Rocket Man celebrates his 71st birthday.
0: You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by CARP, a new vision of aging. Support CARP with your membership today. Visit carp.ca.
2: Welcome back to the Zoomer Weekend Review, All Things Zoomer Worldwide. I'm Libby Sneimer. It's time for your International Arts Date Book. Tips for those of you who are jetting around the world. Here's Jane Brown.
1: In New York City, Angels in America stars Broadway legend Nathan Lane. It's at the Neil Simon Theater for an 18-week run. On Monday, Seville, Spain becomes the city that doesn't sleep as some 60 religious organizations take part in the pomp and pageantry that is Holy Week. Meantime, the producer of the Rio Olympics opening ceremony has taken over Rome's former Symphony Hall to present Universal Judgment, Michelangelo and the Secrets of the Sistine Chapel. High-definition pictures from the Vatican collection will be projected on the hall stage with a prelude written and sung in Latin by music legend Sting. And in Australia, the 21st Annual Biennale of Sydney is underway across seven locations featuring 70 artists and collectives. It runs through June. I'm Jane Brown, and that's the International Arts Datebook. This weekend, the one and
2: only Sir Elton John is celebrating his 71st birthday. For 50 years, he's been one of the biggest names in music, and earlier this year, he announced he's ready to retire from life on the road. Sort of. Beginning this September, he'll embark on a three-year farewell Yellow Brick Road tour set to finish in 2021. Tickets sold out instantly for both upcoming shows here in Toronto with many fans turning to ticket reselling sites to get prime seats for one last chance to see Captain Fantastic. Right now we'll travel back to the early days of Elton John's career and hear his first US number 1 single, Crocodile Rock. I remember
1: when rock was young.
2: That was Crocodile Rock, Elton John's first single to take the number one spot on the U.S. billboard. He's celebrating his 71st birthday this weekend. And that brings us to the end of this edition of the Zoomer Weekend Review. I'm Libby Snymer. Thanks for joining me today. Be sure to come back next week to stay up to date with all things
0: Zoomer worldwide. You've been listening to the Zoomer Weekend Review, produced by MZ Media Limited.